Hi, I'm Lou Franco, and this is episode 9 of Write While True, which is a writing program for programmers. If you followed it literally, you'd be in an infinite loop of writing, but I mean a program as in a training program. So in each episode, I'll challenge you with an exercise that'll help you build a writing habit. This is season one, which is about foundational exercises. Listen to Write While True at your desk. And when it's over, start writing. I don't use a lot of social media, but if I don't plan my time intentionally, I'll find myself watching a lot of YouTube. It's not all a waste of time. I mix in the odd TED Talk, vegan cooking demo, or programming lesson with the top 10 Hulk smash videos. But even if I watch the best, most educational videos, it's still not the best use of my time. A little is okay, but it's easy to fall into hours of watching if I don't pay attention. And the, the same could be said of podcasts for me. My player usually has a few hours of downloaded episodes, even though the bulk of them are educational topics or about tech or tech news. While I'm listening, I'm not going to be creating anything. I do try to mostly listen while exercising, but then I'm missing the opportunity to being alone with my, with my own thoughts. And it's, it's not like I think my life should be 100% dedicated to making new things or in solitary contemplation. In a lot of ways, reading, listening, and watching good content can refill our creative wells and give us things to think about in the first place. New things are often the novel combination of old things. In episode two, I talked about how I get a lot of my ideas of what to write about by synthesizing and applying what I'm reading to my own interests. But there are times when I notice that my level of output isn't where I want it to be, and so I take a good look at how I'm spending my time. I'm pretty good at not wasting a ton of time. For example, I don't have a Facebook account, and I block Reddit and Hacker News on all of my devices. Twitter is blocked on all but one of my devices and very time-limited on that one. I have dozens of new sites blocked as well. I wrote about this on my blog when I said that I treat my devices as factory equipment that I use for programming and writing, and I don't want them to have unfettered access to the internet. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Generally, I just want to be very intentional about the sites I visit. I use the app Self-Control on my Mac to get started in doing this, but now I just edit my Etsy hosts file manually, since I know I have enough willpower not to just simply reverse it. And I also set up some website limits in screen time on, on my Apple devices. I do this because I don't think it's usually worth spending any time at all on those sites. If you're spending a significant time with social media or other doom scrolling activities, and you're also not satisfied with your productivity, then that's the first place I tackle. I also recommend reading Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. I put a link in the show notes. In that book, Cal makes the argument that we should unplug from most social media, or if we need it for our career, to use it in a very efficient and time-limited way. And he says to replace that time with analog hobbies and solitary contemplation. But now I want to talk about taking it a step further than that. In episode one, I talked about Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. 
The book is meant to be read one chapter per week. Each chapter offers exercises meant to get you unblocked and creating. You might remember that I spoke about morning pages. This is a activity that I do every morning where I write three longhand pages of writing. I find that doing that trains my brain to write on demand. In week four of the book, Julia challenges you to do a week of reading deprivation. She asks you to stop all consumption, including all reading. So this includes all social media, TV, etc. She makes an exception for music. I read The Artist's Way earlier this year and did the week of deprivation in late January. It had its intended effect. With nothing to do, I filled my days with thinking, writing, drawing, programming, and other creative activities. Speaking of creative activities, I want to talk a little about what I mean when I say being creative. People often say someone is creative when they mean that they have good ideas. Having good ideas is not a bad thing, but I think that's something different. I prefer to keep it simple and say that being creative means that you create things. You can tell if someone is creative by simply looking at their output. Last week, I talked about lowering the bar, and I'd like to apply that to creativity. If you've made something, anything, then you have created. If you do it a lot, then you are creative. You could make a further judgment on whether your work is any good, but again, I think that's something different. For example, I might say that someone is a skilled painter or a master, but that's orthogonal to creativity which I prefer to think of as more of a statement of quantity. I roughly think of it as a synonym of prolific, which is probably a better word for this. And generally, I'm a proponent of prolific output over waiting for a good idea, mostly because it's more enjoyable and builds skills very quickly. Waiting around for ideas is torture. And so when I look back to that week in January, when I close myself off to all consumption, I see that I got a lot done. I was able to build up a two-week backlog of posts in my blog and came up with the idea of this podcast and started planning out the first few episodes. I also got a new version of one of my apps, Sprintomat, done. Letting myself get bored made me more productive, but that's not the only benefit of boredom. In the book, Boredom Brilliant, Manoush Zomorodi goes over the science of boredom to show how it can unlock new ideas. I learned about the book from her podcast, Note to Self, that had a few episodes covering the idea. One of the things you might try is her Bored and Brilliant Challenge, which is a six-day challenge where you take steps to give space to your own thoughts and work. I've put links to the book, her podcast, and the challenge in the show notes. And while I have unplugged permanently from a lot of social media news, there's no way that I think you should refrain from all consumption indefinitely. When I was done with my week of deprivation, I started reading, listening, and watching content again. But I didn't just go back to my old habits. I reset my level and quality of consumption. I got a lot more picky. I read and watched a lot more long-form content that required 
paying attention and learning something more deeply. I managed to stay off YouTube for the most part and unsubscribe from a bunch of podcasts that didn't spark joy. I did this about three months ago, and I'm just now starting to fall back into some old bad habits. So I'm going to try another week. Maybe this is something I'll need to do every quarter to reset. In my intro, I asked you to listen at your desk, ready to write when I'm done speaking. But first, I want to thank you for listening so far. As a new podcast, I'm depending on you to spread the word if you found it valuable. I also want to encourage you to send your feedback email to writewhiletrue at loufranco.com or find me on Twitter at loufranco or look for me on LinkedIn. I would love a review or rating in the Apple Podcasts app, Stars and Overcast, or whatever else your podcast player allows. And subscribe if you want more episodes. If you write publicly, please send me a link. So this week, join me in a week of deprivation. I'm going to cut off all consumption except listening to music, as Julia Cameron suggests in The Artist's Way. If this feels like too much, then try the bored and brilliant six-day challenge. It's a good place to start. I would also say to try the self-control app if you have a Mac. If you have Windows, I've never used it, but there's an app called Freedom that looks like a good choice. If you're bored, try to fill that time with creative acts. Making anything is creative. Or just simply sit with your own thoughts. The times I've gone on long runs with no earbuds have helped me think some complicated things through. You should give it a try. Thanks for listening. This has been Write While True, and since true is true, start writing.